MU. My name is Tom Sterling. You are listening to Recliner Coaches, back after a bit of a hiatus. And as always, I am joined by my good friend, Matt Jackson. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Just living the dream. It's good to be back. I feel like we uh, haven't done this for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those crazy things where life kind of gets in the way of a, little, a little bit, but we are back at it and we are ready to talk, to talk some football. I've had a withdrawal here. I can't have, haven't really been able to talk to anybody about this, so I'm happy to be back with you and happy to be back with our listeners here. So uh, we're going to hop right into it if you're ready for it. Let's go. <laughs> so um, we're going to basically recap a bunch of the weeks of the CFL that's uh, been happening because uh, we kind of missed a bunch of those. And I'm going to start things off first and foremost by apologizing to everybody that is uh, listening and apologizing to Maddie. I thought that the BC Lions were an actual team, but apparently a junior uh, team has just taken the, the spot of them. Um, no th- way, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. They are... They are not the team that I thought they were going to be. Mike Riley, while may being, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if he doesn't have the receivers or the O line blocking for him, it really doesn't matter all that much. As they are bottom of the West at one and six right now. Exactly, and their one went off. You saw that when uh, Argo. No, they kicked a field goal and it missed, and it went out for a single point. And they end up winning. I hate that rule so much, honestly. I think the Rouge just needs to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, like, the idea of the Rouge is just you should never be rewarded for a miss, for a mistake. You know, and I think you and I have talked about that before. Like, maybe if you wanted to do it, like, on a punt or, like, a, a kickoff or something like that, if you have the leg to get it through the end zone, maybe that's one thing that you could argue. But not a missed field goal, man. No, it's brutal. It's, it's honestly it's the most Canadian thing I've ever seen. <laughs> or, oh, you know, that was a really good kick there, eh? You know, it missed, but it went out the back of the end zone. You should get a point for that. We'll give you a point, eh? Like, so Canadian. <laughs> yeah, and like... I mean, I've been on the, uh, the the losing end of that one as well. I was coaching a uh, summer league team, I think back in like 2013 or whatever, and we were playing in a semifinal game to go to the, the championship. And it was the same kind of thing. The guy set up for a field goal, and he didn't even try to get it through the the uprights. He just kicked it so it barely crossed the corner, barely crossed the, the one-yard line and went through the end zone you know, just off to the side there. And we lost on a one point in overtime. That's how we lost. It was just the most bitter thing in the world. Like, if you're better than us, like, beat us straight up. Don't rely on, like, that kind of crap. Yeah, but straight up, be like, I probably have done the same. No, I was like, <laughs> it's, like, it's just a bad rule. I remember one year, I think it was 2011, I saw um, a university football game. It was Laurier and Windsor. And this is the year, like, Windsor just had Austin Kenny. It was Austin Kenny's first game, actually, at, like, getting inserted into the lineup. And I remember the game ended. It was like 40-40, last play of the game. Windsor punts the ball into Laurier's end zone. Laurier kicks it back out. Windsor gets it again and kicks it through, and they win. I'm like, did I just – like, that was really cool to see. But, like, did I just watch a soccer game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when you get into the final in, uh, minutes there and teams are trying to do that. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world to see, like, just kicking the ball back and forth if somebody can't get it out of the end zone. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, but going past that, uh, wanted to start off with our, our hometown boys, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who have been looking outstanding. They're currently sitting first in the East at 5-1 and one, um, and just beat a formerly undefeated Winnipeg Blue Bombers team in home, at home uh, on Friday night. But um, have just recently 
got some very, very bad news that Jeremiah Masoli, their starting quarterback, is now going to be out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, just brutal times right now. Did you get a chance to watch that, Matty? No, I didn't see the game. I saw the game uh, against Calgary before, but no, I heard he got injured like really early on in the game. And apparently, it wasn't even like, a contact injury. He kind of just like went down awkwardly. I heard. Yeah, so I was I was at the game uh, when that happened, and uh, he had done a. It was a fake. It was a rollout that he was going to throw to somebody, and a Winnipeg Blue Bomber defender sniffed it out, and so he was chasing him, and so Jeremiah Masoli in like a mid sprint tried to stop and juke, and when he put that weight on that left knee. He just he went down immediately and uh, just like stayed down for a little while. He got up and walked off the field under his own power, uh, but he came out probably like that was this was before the first half, and he came out before the half was over, all in street clothes and things. So you just you knew it was bad. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one for sure for Hamilton. I mean, yeah, like how those that's tough. You know, it's still got the W, but at what cost? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen a whole lot of Dane Evans as uh, the new quarterback for Hamilton. I've obviously he just comes in when they're doing like a QB sneak or whatever it is. Um, he looked all right during the game. He threw uh, an interception, but uh, realistically, it was like a, a hail mary kind of pass. So it was it worked out to be better than a punt because Winnipeg got the ball on like their two yard line or something like that. So I'll, don't really fault him for that all that much. Um, but I'm just I'm concerned now because I don't know if Dane Evans is the Grey Cup quarterback that they were looking for do you know what i mean yeah i totally agree you know i honestly i kind of feel like i mean a lot can change like i mean it's a long season like other stuff can happen like we haven't had an nfl cut day go down yet so obviously that shakes up the league every year but i kind of feel like their special teams and defense is like good enough to like get them there <clears throat> but yeah. like i don't know if like Dane Cook's good enough to, uh, get to <laughs> right? <But laughs> Dane Cook, that's good. Dane Cook, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, yes, but I was on Twitter the uh, the other day, and uh, one of our good buddies, uh, Marshall Ferguson, he has his own radio show. He works for TSN 1150. He's called Marshmallow in the Mornings. They actually tweeted out that apparently the Hamilton Tiger Cats are bringing in another quarterback, um, and they didn't want to mention any names or say anything until the guy actually got to Tim Hortons Field and saw the facilities and, um, you know, I, I guess was about to sign with them. But it looks like they're going to try and bring in another guy who's got some CFL experience and see if he can, you know, get the job done more than Dane Evans can, or at the very least, create some more of a uh, competition for the position. I say Dane Cook. Oh, wow, that was brutal. <laughs> 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 also, the Dane Evans, like, oh, man. I was, <laughs> I, I was watching Call Me the other night, anyway. It's a long story. But yeah, I know. I, uh, yeah, so that, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, that'd be a good move, actually. Because I mean, I, I kind of look at his stats. I mean, I don't know. Like, kind of getting thrown in, like, mid game, whatever, like, is one thing. I mean, I, I, I like to see how he does, like, this upcoming week. Um, but yeah, I called his stats. It kind of like looks like oh, you were at the game. It looks like he ninety four yards passing. Looks like he was making a lot of like short underneath throws. Is that right? Yeah, they they gave him like they didn't let him do anything that he wasn't capable of. Like the, the very first play with Jeremiah Masoli goes down. It's like second and twenty five, and they just do a safe like wide receiver screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they relied on their their superior special teams and their superior defense and even a little bit of the running game um, to try and get him a little bit more comfortable. Where Jeremiah Masoli is a good enough quarterback to just take over the game whenever you need him to. I don't yeah. think that Dane Evans, even if he might have the the possibility to, but he just has never done that before in a CFL game. So whatever they're going to plan, that it's going to be 
certainly with him in mind to try to ease him into the game. They're going to do a lot of receiver screens or even running back screens to try and take the pressure off of him and the the rest of the O-line so that they're not – the defense isn't sending crazy pressure at him and trying to force him to make a throw that he really shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah. But which doesn't help at all. Um, while I was at the game, I noticed that uh, right guard number 60, Darius Sirocco, he's actually a Burlington boy. I got the chance to coach him a little while ago. Um, he went down with an injury. I haven't seen any reports or anything about that, but his replacement that's in there, well, obviously, if he's a replacement, he's not going to be as good as Darius. So with a new quarterback and a new right guard, that could be something to key on for future defenses who are going up against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah, 100% agree with that. It's, it's tough. It's a long season, you know. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, you know, when we had our, like, you know, kind of our preview show, you know, weeks before, we're saying, oh, you know, Hamilton's the team to beat. But, you know, you still got to play the games, right? Like, I remember even thinking um, when the Raptors, you know, when they had made the whole Kawhi trade and stuff, I always said, you know, like on paper, you know, they probably won't beat Golden State. But if they get to the finals, you know, like you just never know, man. Like injuries can happen, right? And obviously, you know, Durant went down and, you know, um, Clay Thompson went down. It's kind of the same thing as, like, you know, CFL here. Like, you know, Hamilton, you know, probably, I'd say they have the best team on paper to win the Great Cup this year. But injuries, man. Like, now you have Masoli down. Are they still the best team on paper? Uh, probably not, right? So you have to play the game. For sure. For sure you do. Um, and something that's completely surprised me more than anything is Montreal. Currently sitting yeah. at 3-2. Three and two. That's three um, more games than I thought they were going to win. Oh, 100%. You know what, man? Honestly, now you kind of look at it, like, are they the favorites coming to the East? Like, Hamilton's down a quarterback. Well, like, I'm sure Ottawa will get their stuff together. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, they're actually sitting in a really good spot right now. I mean, yeah, like, they, they actually have, like, a, sh- a good shot to come to the East now. What do you think? Yeah, no, like, honestly, the, the door is open for them at the very least. Um, I think that Vernon Adams Jr. is playing some of his best football right now, and it shows, I think, a year under his belt working with those Montreal receivers, as he clearly has been, because they've got um, some great chemistry there, has really benefited that entire program and that team. Um, I think that he's going to be a more of, a, of an explosive offense. And no matter what your quality of defense is, whether you think it's good, whether you think it's bad, whatever, if you've got a quarterback who is balling out like crazy, your defense is going to play better. Oh, yeah, 100% agree with that. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how, uh, how Montreal – comes back into this they just had they just finished their bye week and they come back against ottawa um, and they play them at home um so we'll see how well that they do uh against this matchup like we said ottawa is kind of reeling a little bit they're still trying to find their uh their atmosphere or their um their team but uh if they can if montreal can win against them and get to a confident four and two this could be a a team to watch for sure I honestly, though, I still, you know, I'm looking at Ottawa, who they played so far. I honestly wouldn't count them out yet. So, you know, they beat the Stamps. They beat the Rough Riders. They're four losses. The Blue Bombers twice, the Stamps and the Owls. I mean, those are, like, some tough games. Like, Blue Bombers, like, were, like, what? They're first in the West right now, right? They have their one loss to the Cats. Those are some tough games. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Red Blacks rip off some wins here down the stretch. Like, that's our, our midseason, certainly down the stretch. not near the end of the year, but... I think they're I think they're better than the record, so I think you'll see the Red Blacks, um, you know, start turning some ripping off some wins here. Um, but yeah, in the East, I mean, you know, my Toronto is anyone's game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think every team in the East, uh, well, the exception of Hamilton because they're already five and one, is better than what they're showing, except for Toronto. 
Yeah, I just, I just, I have not seen anything that shows any glimmer of hope from Toronto yet. You know, they've been close to winning some games and things like that, but it just shows the fact that there's, they don't have that like that closing kind of feeling that like we've got a game in hand, we're gonna finish this. Yeah, and they honestly, I thought I felt like they should have beat the BC Lions a couple weeks back, and yeah, they just like, couldn't, you know, didn't have the killer instinct, couldn't just you know put them out of it, right? So. Yeah, like, you know, like, honestly, Toronto is, like, if you're a player for Toronto, it's just, like, one of those situations where, you know, it's, like, you guys just need a win. Like, yeah. one, and then see what happens. We'll see if we can, you know, use that momentum to rip off a couple more, right? So, for sure. We'll see. I mean, it's tough. it happens every year, right? There's something that's stomped on a little bit. And, you know, right now it's Toronto. But, again, long season, never know. Watch during the playoffs. We're eating our words. And we kind of thought Montreal was going to be ball with a barrel. And, you know, here we are eating our words. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, it just, it's really, it's sucks a lot because Toronto has potentially the biggest fan base that there could be if they tap into that Toronto market, which loves their sports teams, but nobody's going to want to support a team if they're 0-6, you know what I mean? So if they can find a way to try to turn this around, or even if next year they, you know, they clean house or they do whatever and they start to become a confidently winning team, they're still going to have trouble with their attendance because they always have, Um, but hopefully there's more of a uh, reason for fans to show up there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like it's already a tough market, like you said. So, you know, I'm not having a win right now isn't really helping the cause. But I mean, there's just so many other teams in Toronto, but it's tough. We're, we're praying for you, Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we've talked about the East a fair bit uh, so far. Let's go into the West. Um, I think the biggest surprise is honestly Winnipeg. Uh, they just had their first loss of the season, but they are still 5-1, and one, and that team looks really good. I said they were going to be really good. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Because down the stretch last year, they just they just started looking good. You know, it kind of just, it seemed like it started clicking for them. I know they beat the Riders in that playoff game. They actually did really well against Calgary in that West Final where they lost. And I kind of like looked at the team like, oh, they didn't lose a whole lot. You know, like Calgary, like, I mean, Calgary is honestly right now where I thought they would be. Like, I didn't think they'd be first in the West. I mean, they'd still be good, but when you lose, like, all those guys they lost on defense, right, you're obviously not going to be what you were. Then, you know, Bo Levi uh, getting hurt doesn't help their cause at all. So they're right where I thought they were going to be. Um, Edmonton, honestly, the West is exactly what I thought it was going to be, to tell you the truth. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, I was very pushing for BC, and I was completely wrong. Um, so I don't know if anyone was listening to this and wanted to put some bets on some CFL football, but if you have, I am sorry if you listen to me. But, yeah, they are 1-6 right now, which is – yeah, and the, the one win that they have is against the Toronto team that's 0-6. On that rouge. Yeah, it, like that's – you know what though? I'm looking at their schedule. It's had some you know close losses. Minus the uh, the Eskimos. In Blue Bombers week one, ten point loss. Week two against the Eskimos. Uh, never mind. I was reading thirty nine thirty three. It was actually thirty nine twelve. Like two score game. Then we we'll beat the Stamps. Actually, the Stamps. Like that was the game where the Stamps got a couple onside kicks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The so they, they should have won that one. They should have definitely won that game. Um, the Argos. Eskimos got blown out. Riders have gotten blown out. So yeah, it's definitely some tough sledding for the BC Lions, but. Again, long season. Um, apparently, there's been rumors going around of this true now. I kind of saw something pop the other day that like Townsend might trade for Mike Riley. Do you know anything about that? Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about that. I love just like pandemonium people posting stuff, or it's like legit thing. But like, oh, that'd be an interesting move. Yeah, that'd be that'd be an incredible move. And if they get, if they did that, then they'd be immediate Grey Cup contenders again. But I don't think that 
Mike Riley is going to be the guy. I think Mike has signed a pretty substantial deal with the BC Lions just beforehand, and he's staying there. He's staying in BC. And I think the Lions would be idiots to trade away the one good thing that's going on with their season right now. Um, Mind you, they're probably going to be in uh, uh, redo mode as soon as the season is done to try to clear house or try to you know either get some new coaches or some new players or whatever it may be. But I don't think that they're ready to get rid of Mike Riley after just signing him this year. Yeah, that's true. You know what's crazy with BC Lions? I mean, they're not looking too good. But in the CFL, like, you're never really out of it. They're only technically two and a half games back of a playoff spot. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's the benefit of playing in a nine, uh, nine-team league. Yeah, exactly. You're never, you're never out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember that one year? I think it was the hundredth Grey Cup, and Toronto gets into the playoffs at like eight and eight or seven and nine, and then wins the whole thing. Yeah, it was insane. It's like, why? Yeah, they, they, they finished first the East that year because the East was really lagging behind. That's actually that's something else I want to bring up. The East is not lagging behind this year. It's yes. Just as good as the West, maybe a little bit worse, but it's not way worse than the West. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so annoying year in, year out when it's like, all right, the West is just dominating. Like, it's basically whoever wins the West is going to win the Grey Cup, or the team that comes to the East is going to get a cheesy win in the Grey Cup final. Like, um, like Toronto did the one year, and then Ottawa too the one year, right? They had like just 500 records. So I, I like to see it more balanced, though. Yeah, for sure. And even you look at Montreal, like they're they're three and two, but they had a bye week this week. Realistically, if they had won that game, they would have been tied with Calgary and Edmonton for the second place um, in the in the East, and uh, just like Calgary and Edmonton are second place in the West. So. It is very, very similar. You know, uh, Ottawa's similar to that Saskatchewan team at 3-3, three and three, while Ottawa's 2-4. and four. And then BC and Toronto, obviously, at the bottom of the pack with 1-6 and six and 0-6. Oh and so it's, it's certainly interesting to see that the East is finally starting to come back up. And hopefully this trend stays there so that there is some more um, balance within the league, like you were saying. Because it just looks so ridiculous to see, like, a... Um, Calgary or Winnipeg or Saskatchewan finishing with like 10 and 6 and then you see an East team at like 7 and 9 and you're like what how does this work yeah I I think the biggest problem is like the problem with the East from all these years has been I think it's the West teams have like nicer stadiums and like just you know the fans out there care a little more than the fans out East because I mean like again like going back to Toronto we have like the Raptors leaves all this stuff and it kind of affects Hamilton as well Montreal you know the Canadians and you know, Ottawa has NHL teams as well, but like Saskatchewan, what do they have? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> you sure. Know what I mean, right? It's like they go hard. So every free agent, you know, when they're looking at a team, they think, oh, you know, obviously, you know, money and, you know, opportunity is, you know, top of the pack. But I mean, I'm sure factors in, oh, they have great fans. They have a nice day. I'm going to go here, right? Versus like Toronto, where, you know, they have like, you know, not, but they only fill the stadium. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so for I, sure. And so I think the West gets a free agent advantage all the time. So that's why I think they do so much better normally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would 100% agree with that. Although I would say that I think Hamilton's fan base is, is one of the best ones in the East, if not the best. I think uh, the best. Yeah. Um, I'm biased. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, trust me, so am I. I know that those uh, the Ottawa fans up in uh, up in Ottawa love the Red Blacks as well, though. Um, we had a, a good buddy of ours, Zach Instant, who was uh, had a brief stint with Ottawa. He was just in a training camp with them and things. And he said that the fans were crazy when they were up there and they were playing and things. So um, anything that's like that, I'm 100% down for. I love uh, supporting the CFL, and I love the fact that there's some diehard fans in, in both sets of the leagues. Uh, but for sure, the nicer spots are out west. Easily. Yeah. and uh, But I am... 
I am pretty happy with everything that's going on at, at Tim Hortons Field in terms of like the quality of the stadium and things. Um, I think there's a direct correlation between the quality of the players and the quality of the stadium, like you were saying. And I think Tim Hortons Field is up there with some of the best. Um, but it's like it's an ingrained almost feeling of if you're out from out west, specifically it's from Saskatchewan, you cheer for your teams. I remember uh, our quarterback at McMaster, Asher Hastings, when he came over, he was I was living with him in, uh, for a little while in a house, and he had the uh, Durant jersey up there. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, he wore uh, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, he and he <laughs> he had it stapled to his wall when he wasn't wearing it. So he's like there was it was a thing. They were just diehard Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans. And I know like when you and I were living to- together with him, he brought that in. And we were like, what, what, what? I know. I don't know anyone that has a Hamilton Tire Cat jersey, you know, hung up in the room. Yeah, like it was. I don't know. It was strange, but like it was also awesome to see because like. You know, there's a lot of times, especially when you're out east and you're you're looking at something, you can kind of get depressed because you see some of the CFL teams and some of the CFL like fan bases and things like that, especially in the east. And you're like, oh my god, like Toronto is there's barely anybody there. Montreal recently with their their losing streaks, they barely had anybody there and things like that. And then you watch a Saskatchewan game in Saskatchewan and you see nothing but packed fans, and you're like, okay, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, it's it's something seeing uh, Ryder Nation go at it, man. Like it's 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 awesome. It's that honestly, like they're up there with best best fans in the league. Which I mean, I I'm, Hamilton people are going to kill me, but I, I'd say Saskatchewan has probably the best fan base in the CFL. Oh yeah, I, I I think so as well, and I I think that's I think that's valid just because like you can argue, you can't really argue like somebody's devotion to a team on like a personal level, but like you can look at the stats and you can look at the money that you know the riders get from their fans every single year and just say well, okay well this is a clear winner here yeah exactly although when i was at that uh the hamilton game on friday i saw an awful lot of johnny menzel jerseys so oh yeah <laughs> johnny football coming back to the hammer baby i'm already seeing people on like uh instagram posts and like every time this tie cat thing about like um missouri's injuries just at johnny menzel <laughs> <laughs> No, we. I don't think he can come back. Though. I think he's banned. Yeah, well, even if he wasn't banned, I think we scarred that dude for life. I, I don't think he wants anything to do with Canada or football in Canada anymore. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, <laughs> but now well, the way she goes. So I know we're kind of a quarter away, uh, or sorry, a uh, third of the way through the season here. How do you think the rest of the year is going to play out, Tommy? Um, I think I, I think we're going to see a little bit more of the same. Um, I think. Montreal and Ottawa is going to be a, uh, a tight race for that second place spot. I think that Hamilton, they find a way to squeak out and remain first in the East. I think that the supporting cast around that quarterback position is so good that they have the, the capabilities to do that, um, especially if they bring in another CFL quarterback who looks like they're, they've got some experience there. Um, Toronto, I just I have no expectations for them whatsoever. If they win a game, it'll be like a little pity party for them. <laughs> in, in the West, um, I love the fact that you know I think Winnipeg is is really good, and I think that's they're going to keep trying to roll. But I wouldn't count Calgary out just yet. Um, they looked a little weak in their last game against Ottawa for sure. But this is a seasoned Calgary team who has lost a lot of pieces. I'll grant you, but those pieces that are still there know how to win championships and know how to win games. Um, I think that. Calgary and Winnipeg are fighting for that first spot, and I think you see Edmonton quietly sneak into the playoffs and maybe cause a, a couple of upsets. I totally agree with that. I like, yeah, I could even see. I would even Saskatchewan. I think might even sneak into a crossover, but 
Yeah, I agree with you for the most part in the West. I think um, you know, Winnipeg will stay on top. Calgary probably is going to challenge a bit. I mean, I, like I said, I was never, no one ever counted Calgary out this year. Um, they'll be right there. Edmonton, to me, is just like, there's a solid team. You know, like, I don't think they're necessarily good enough to win the Grey Cup, but I don't think they're bad either. They're kind of like a middle of the path. Like they're they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. Like, you know, they might even upset someone in the playoffs. Who knows? But I could see them getting there. And then for me, Saskatchewan, you know, I could see them getting a crossover. I think it might be between – I think to be a race between Saskatchewan and Montreal for the last playoff spot, you know, would be the crossover. Um, I honestly think um, Ottawa's going to make a, a bit of a comeback here. I don't want to write the uh, Red Blacks off. Yeah, I could honestly see them – you know, it's a solely injury. I could see them challenging Hamilton first, honestly, because, I mean, you know, Hamilton, again, they have great special teams, great defense, but, I mean, you still, like, you need a quarterback. And, you know, in the NFL, you need a quarterback. In the CFL, I think it's more important quarterback play. You have to throw more, right? It's only three downs, right? So, yeah, I could see Ottawa just sneaking up those rankings. Yeah, no, that's, that makes total sense. I completely agree with that. The quarterback position, especially in the CFL, is even more important than it is in the NFL. Um, so we'll see. We'll have to see who Hamilton tries to bring in for their, their ringer, I guess, this guy who has some CFL experience. If he's somebody that is well-known, I mean, hopefully they're not trying to bring Kevin Glenn out of retirement or something like that because that dude is like 20 years in the league. I, I just I think he just wants to stay retired. But we'll see who they try to, to get um, who's going to try to come back to Hamilton. Hamilton or, or come there for the first time and try to help them win games. But uh, I completely agree with you. I don't think it's it's right to write off Ottawa just yet. Um, I think they're still going to come around, and I think they're still going to try to work. And even going back to the West, I think I see a little bit of uh, Edmonton, like you saw Winnipeg at the, the last tail end of the season last year. I think they've got some pieces there and I think they still are a little bit struggling on how to properly use them and still like they're still four and two like that's still you know second place in the west which is you know normally the stronger of the two divisions so if they can keep doing what they're doing and continue to improve and get better then yeah I think that they'll make a decent playoff run and at the very least set up for next year yeah I totally agree the West is like so unpredictable. Like, probably know like Winnipeg will miss the playoffs. Like, it's just, like <laughs> you never know. Like, I'm not gonna lie. When, when we talk, we spoke before the season started about um, Winnipeg and BC. I honestly was like just pretty much guessing. I'm like, I'm gonna say it's 100 miles an hour and see what happens. And you even had me going like, "Oh, are you sure about BC?" You know, with Mike Riley, and I'm like. No, I think it's going to be this in my head. I'm like, oh, I made a really good point there. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then when I watched uh, the season kind of unfold here, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, like, I just totally guessed. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, as soon as uh, I think it was week one or week two or something like that, as soon as uh, BC started losing, I just got a text from Maddie just being like, I told you. <laughs> so, damn it. Yeah, I'd rub it in. Well, BC oh, Lions let me down. Yeah, uh, too bad I put money on. I should have. Uh, well, <laughs> First time that there's been a bet on a CFL game. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Can you even bet on? Yeah, can you even bet on CFL games? This probably not. Probably, yeah, you definitely can. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. There's, there's got to be some ways. Yeah, I'm gonna go check that actually uh, tomorrow. If you can bet on CFL, I'm 100 percent you can. But I don't think I've ever done it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's been a great a great season so far. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see as many injuries as you have, and unfortunately, we saw one of our good buddies, uh, Declan Cross, go down with an injury a little earlier on in the season. He's a fullback for the Toronto Argonauts, um, who might have been you know at least somewhat of a bright spot for them. Uh, that last week, last week on Thursday, they lost to Edmonton twenty six nothing. Which, like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, the uh, possibility of a rouge. The idea to get no points in a CFL game is almost more difficult than winning a game. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's pretty up there. Yeah, I mean, well, in their defense, they lose it down, but like, yeah, I totally agree. Declan, yeah, he is a, he's a fun player to watch as well. He's kind of like he kind of plays everything. You know, he'll be like a he's like a tight end slash fullback. It's like it's a crazy. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he was so versatile even when he was playing at McMaster. Uh, I remember even in 2015 when we were trying to you know push for another repeat of the ace cup he went down with an injury and we were just not the same team because we didn't i guess we didn't really realize how important and how integral he was to that offense as soon as he went away and his patented crack blocks or his his outstanding blocking as a receiver and his great hands as soon as that went away we were a different team and we had to find a different identity and halfway through the season to try to do that is very difficult yeah exactly because thing is to imagine being a defensive coordinator on the other side and trying to game plan for that guy. So I got this like guy over here just causing, you know, heck, being hectic over here. I don't know how to, like, what do I do? Like, what's this guy going to do? It's unpredictable, right? And then it opens up other things. So, yeah, definitely a big blow for the Argos. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, uh, it's, that's a tough blow as well. And it's, it's, you know, something that hopefully they can try to get over. And as much as we joke, I really do hope that Toronto can try to turn this around and try to get a few wins or sack and get some kind of excitement going. Because like I said, if you can get some excitement going, if you can, you know, charge up that fan base that's in Toronto that has that capability to be great, man, that's, that'll open up so many doors for the CFL. I totally agree. Before we go, what do you think their final record is going to be the Argos? <sighs> like 3-13. and 13. Yeah, I was going to say three wins. Three or four wins, I was going to give them. Yeah. I'll, I'll say four just to be different. <laughs> well, yeah, my predictions historically haven't been great, so they, they could end up winning the Great Cup this year. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Manny said, we gotta we got to wrap up. As always, I want to thank my co-host, Matt Jackson, for coming on the show and being with me every week. And it's awesome to be able to talk to somebody with football who's actually as nerdy about CFL football as I am. So appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Try to sound a little bit more forced next time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, to all of our listeners, once again, thank you so much for constantly tuning in and constantly supporting us. Um, we'll be back next week with a little bit more of an update on the CFL and going into U Sports a little bit more. Thanks so much, and take care.